Greetings, Internet listeners. This is Mr. Announcer with The Complacence Podcast. The Complacence originally aired from September 1995 to June 1996, live on WNUR-FM, Evanston, Illinois. This is the first actual episode of The Complacence. The idea behind The Complacence was a radio version of The Monkees, crossed with The Partridge Family, Josie and the Pussycats, and any other TV shows about rock groups we could rip off, I mean, pay homage to. In this episode, record company executive Agnew R. Duros orders A&R representative Adrian Creamsicle to find a new band. He travels the world to assemble the group, complete with an accidental member. This episode also includes the first installment of a regular supporting segment, the superheroic adventures of The Curtain and the Major League Super Crime Busters. The next voice you hear is coming to you from September 30th, 1995. Here it comes, another of radio's most exciting hours of programming you don't get anywhere else. Come on down, you are one of the listeners to 89.3 WNUR-FM, Evanston, Chicago. And stay tuned for more pricing games and the fabulous showcases, which are coming up. This is Freeform on WNUR. Portions of WNUR's programming may be inappropriate for younger or more sensitive listeners. However, WNUR believes this material to be artistically and culturally significant. We will play this music only between the hours of midnight and 6 a.m. And thank you for listening to WNUR, Chicago's Sound Experiment. And stay tuned. The Complacence is coming up soon. This is music to listen to The Complacence by. Oh, what a night. Body blow! Body blow! You're going down this time, Piston Honda. Left, uppercut. He's down for the count. One, two... Yahoo! Show you how we fight on the side of the Atlantic, buddy. Three, four... Just a minute! I'm kicking ass! Five, six... Hold on! Seven! Open up in there! Hold on, one second! Eight! I hear you in there. Now open up. All right, hold on! I'll be right there. And you can just keep on eating Matt, Piston Honda. Nine! All right, I'm right here. Gee, Ostis, couldn't you hear me telling you, Mr. Duro? Piston Honda's back on his feet. That's Agnew R. Duro to you, Creamsicle. Left, left, body blow. Hey, no need to be impersonal. Call me Adrian. I'll call you an ambulance if you don't start kissing some major butt. Body blow, left hook. What? Uh, what's wrong, Mr. Uh, Agnew Arduro? Sales at Flaming Highway Records have hit an all-time low. And no thanks to those lousy acts of yours. Wait, you mean the talent I represent is not responsible for your low sales? Locked punch. Yes, in fact, the so-called talent you represent is not responsible for any of our sales. Uppercut! He's down for the count. Oh, surely it can't be as bad as all that. Oh, it's even worse. One, two... Because one of your bands couldn't pay their debts, you owe Flaming Highway Records a million dollars. A million smackers? Three, four, five. 
Yeah, says here, some act named the Jayhawks. Uh, look, Agnew Arturo, I can't be held responsible for what a bunch of college-eyed props blow their wives on. I mean, if they want to tour a bus. As a matter of fact, you are responsible, Creamsicle, and you're going to pay me that million bucks, or you can say goodbye to the music biz. Six, seven... No, no, you got to give me another chance. Why? I, I got this new act. I'm putting it together. It's hot. It's hot? Really? Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and the kids, they'll love it. Really? What's their sound? What's their movement? Uh, well, they're not really part of any movement. Uh, Forget it, Creamsicle. We can't afford to be taking any chances now. We need a solid, guaranteed commercial success. Eight, nine... You got it! You got it! I just need time to put it together. Hmm. All right. You've got three days to have a tape in my office. Ten! Come on, get up and fight! Ding, ding, ding! Hey, that sounded like a blow in my favor. Why, with the cash advance alone, I could... Oh, no! There is no cash advance. Game over. Fine, fine. You, you bet. I'll have that tape to you in three days. All right. And don't forget. Three days. Right. Three days. Three days? Three days to save my business? Three days to find the next ace of base? Gee, Hostetler, those kinds of bands don't grow on trees. What am I going to do? Big Salem Music Warehouse. Everything must sell. Hey, boy, what's all the hubbub, bub? Hey, hands off, mister. I'm a girl. Oh, uh, pardon me, uh, ma'am. It's, it's so difficult to tell these days with, with all those short haircuts. Yeah, well, get with the times, creep. <clears throat> well, anyway, what are you shouting about just a minute ago? Oh, there's a big sale at the music warehouse. If you're looking for some music values, you just just check it out. Rock bottom prices. Hmm. Well, thank you for the advice, girl. I'll just take a look inside. Hmm. Not too crowded for such a big sale. Uh, excuse me, sir. Can you assist me? Oh, I don't work here. I'm on display. On display? What are you talking? Hey. Aren't you Warren Zevon? Oh, thank you. You're the first person today who hasn't mistaken me for Adam Clayton. Oh, I don't believe that. Nobody knows who Adam Clayton is. Of course I do. He's the bass player for you, too. Well, of course you know who he is. You went into all the trouble of ripping off his look. Sigh. So, what are you doing here? Well, this is the big music warehouse sale, and they're getting rid of all their artists. And cheap. Hey, maybe I can find some star power for the new act I'm putting together. Really? I'm available. And cheap. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll just take a look around, Adam. No one respects me. Oh. See there, big boy. It's a mighty fast guitar you got there. And what a grungy little goatee. Thanks. But it wasn't grungy back when my big brother did it. Jimmy Vaughn? What are you, sub what are you doing here? You're supposed to be the best dead guitar guru's brother in the biz. I know. I never would have thought leaving the fabulous Thunderbirds would be a step down. And how ironic that after you left the band, it was the first time that any of you actually had the blues. Hit me with your best shot. Hey, who's that? Pat Benatar. Hit me with your best shot. I recognize that voice and that song. Pat Benatar. Hit me with your best shot. Hey, wait, wait, wait. It's coming back to me. I... Pat Benatar. Hit me with your best shot. Now it's gone. Must have been nothing. Nah, there's nothing here that will aid me in my quest to assemble a commercially successful pop combo. These things can't be manufactured. At least, not without a great deal of time and money devoted to research, development, 
and thinly veiled plagiarism. It would be much more timely if I searched this fine nation of ours in search of the genuine article. Young, talented, expressive artists who really have something to say. And besides, those types will generally do it for you less money. Well, here I am in the rustic backwaters of Arkansas. Gee, Hanukkah, it's been a long afternoon. Not sure if I'm getting anywhere. Hey, farmer. Oh, look, Bessie, another one of them traveling salesmen. I better make sure he doesn't have intercourse with my daughter. Hey there, stranger. Say, farmer, do you know where this road goes? Nope. Every time it's left, it's never sent me a postcard. Well, uh, say, farmer, I sure am thirsty. Do you know I can get a glass of lemonade? Uh, yep. First, you get yourself a lemon. Uh-huh. Then you get yourself a glass. Uh-huh. Then you get all the juice to get in the glass and get all the lemon to stay out. But how am I supposed to do that? I need a juicer. That's where the lemonade comes in. Ah, well, color me shell-shocked. I thought I'd find a more friendly folk in a more pastoral setting like this. Say, there's someone riding a dirt bike in the next field. Maybe he will be more help. Hey, that's no dirt bike. That's a Harley. It's pulling a plow. That's right. I don't plow like nobody. I should say not. Plow in the fields with a Harley. Well, you know, the whole Arkansas farm thing ain't exactly my speed. Souls, I like to do things my own way. Oh, yeah? Well, if it's not farming you want to do, then what? Mister, I'm Johnny Angelo, and I don't sing like nobody. Is that so? Well, let's hear some. All right. Uh, actually, uh, Tom Waits already sings like that. Oh, excuse me. It's all the dust's been kicked up from my Harley, you see. Now, give me a chance. I got a woman, I got a girl, a girl. Yeah, I got a woman, I got a girl, a girl. Her Cadillac, her high heeled shoes, she done chased away all my blues. Now I got a woman, swish in all the world. Ah, say, now that's some singing, young man. In fact, in fact, I'd say you're just what I've been looking for. How would you like it if I offered you a job? Now, mister. A long time ago, I swore I'd shake the dust <coughs> of this little town off my feet. i make it someday. And Mama threw a fit when I stopped driving a rig and started putting her chicken grease in my hair. But I swore upon her grave that I'd be a big, I'd be big someday. And now I've grown up and you come along out of the blue. And here I am with a job singing. <laughs> Mister, you've made me a happy man. Oh, now, now, I don't know nothing about making you a happy man. I just want to make you a famous man. And me a rich man. <laughs> you just meet me at this address written on this card in three days, and I'll take care of everything. Ah, oh, these bongos are driving me bonkers. The natives must be performing some sort of bizarre ritual involving ancient rites of dance and song. Are you lost, man? Ah, the reassuring voice of a loudish American youth. But what could one of the flannel generation be doing in the sub-Saharan jungles? Hello? I said you lost. Ah, uh, I think I must be. Listen, my pale-faced friend, could you direct me to the nearest phone? I'm a very important tell agent in search of blood. Uh, tell it. Whatever. Mister, last time we had a phone around here was when, the, when they accidentally shot down that plane carrying the newly elected president of Rwanda. 
sparking one of the bloodiest genocides in human history and throwing the international community into turmoil and indecision. The plane had a cellular on board, but by the time I retrieved it, bingo bedango, batteries were dead. Man, you think I'd still be here if there was a phone? Well, uh, how'd you get here in the first place? Job at the convenience store too stressful? Something like that. Actually, I'm a mail-order bride. Husband. Spouse. You was, uh, who to what's it? How which wait, wait, wait? It's kind of embarrassing. Actually, it's really embarrassing. Actually, I'm not sure if I could allow you to live if I told you. Actually, I think you'd better just be on your way. Now. Whoa, Simba. Far be it for me to reason why. I ain't just a humble talent agent scouting for talent, as is my want. You wouldn't happen to be aware of any talent in the vicinity, would you? Well, my wife can eat a banana with her nostrils. Uh, save it for Letterman, sicko. I'm talking musical talent here. Well, now, I'm a ho. I play the Vishnamorha. Real good, too. Uh, I come again? Oops. I slip into pidgin English sometimes. It's these crummy natives always call my guitar Vishnamorha because it reminds them of the songs of their ancient goddess of pain and angst. Oh, uh, is that your guitar over there? By that gyrating ape in the wedding dress? Uh, yeah, don't mind Christine. My, well, it gets lonely around here, and she, uh, keeps me company. <laughs> Jesus, jumped up Christ in a sidecar, Christine. Careful with that. Here, give it here. Here, here. Ah! Uh, perhaps I should leave you two alone. I just... No, uh... no, stay. Uh, let me play for you. Here goes. I am just a poor... Boy, though my story's seldom told, I have squandered my resistance for a pocket full of mumbles, such are promises. Gee, jungle rhythms. That's incredible. I love it. It's so driving. Sexual. What's your name, kiddo? Well, the natives call me Lord Gun, Tuan Guan in their funny talk, but my folks named me Gunner. My dad was a gunner in the good war and wanted his sonny boy to follow in the old Gatling gun in footsteps. He used to say, good God, gunner, you're going to grow up and be a good gunner so you can gun those gooks good. My father was the worst damn racist I ever saw. Typical Irishman. I hate my parents. And if you ever call me kiddo again, you'll have to answer to Christine here. <coughs> yeah, good monkey. You show him, babe. Uh, whatever you say, sonny boy. Listen. My name is Adrian Creepsicle, tell agent to the stars, and I have I got a deal for you. I seen you play, and I likes what I seen. You want to get out of this godforsaken don't jungle, don't you? You want to hit the big time, eh? Ain't that so? Well, you come to this address on this here card in two days, and I will make you the richest two on this side of Burkina Faso. Deal? So is it? Buddy, I would do anything to lay eyes on a few honest-to-God homo sapiens females for a change. No offense, Christine. And you can have this ring back. It smells like monkey. Then it's a deal, Gunner? It's a deal, Mr. Spoosicle. Uh, Creamsicle. Well, I see my travels have finally brought me to the big city, California. With only one day left, it is here that I hope to find the final piece to the pop music puzzle. The only problem is, where do I look? This may be the big city, but everything looks like the suburbs. Excuse me, boy. Can you direct me to the Bohemian District? I've already told you I'm not a boy. Hey, not you again. 
I saw you last time. You were in California. How'd you get here? This voice kept telling me, go west, young lady. Oh, gee, horse feathers. Well, have you been here long enough in the last three days to acclimate yourself to your surroundings? Yeah, I know my way around. Well, little girl, I'm looking for the missing piece in my pop music combo. And I was hoping to find an exciting, original, and hopefully sexy musician to sign a contract. Oh, boy. Do I know just who you'd want to see? Really? Yeah. He's this incredible performer, and he's really been making a name for himself all around the city. He's got quite a following already. All right. This sounds just like what I've been looking for. Where can I find him? He's a difficult man to find, but his shows are well advertised. <laughs> Jehomina, homina! Little girl! Oh, Lord! She's been crushed by some big round ball of lead! Little girl! What's his name? Little girl! Um, excuse me. Have you seen my lead balloon? What? Uh, my lead balloon? I just saw it right around... Oh, there it is, on top of that dead boy. Um, girl, uh, who in the hell are you, and what in the hell are you doing? Oh, I'm Fig. I live in the neighborhood. And, uh, I was just trying to fly my lead balloon. Why would you want to try and fly a lead balloon? Just to prove everybody wrong. Just like last week, when I dressed up as Spider-Man and climbed up the tallest building in the country. The tallest building in the country? In California? Yeah, you know, on the north side of town, the big snowy one that people ski off of. What? J J ah! Oh, calm down, dude. Uh, say, I don't recognize you. You must be from out of town. Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm a talent agent who is now enjoying his last day in the music business, thanks to you. What do you mean? What'd I do? I need to find the missing piece to my pop band by tomorrow, and that little girl was going to tell me where to find him until you crushed her to death. You don't say. But hey, you're putting together a band? I, I play auto harp, you know. Auto harp? What's an auto harp? It's a 36-stringed instrument with the construction of felt bars, which, when depressed, form different chords, allowing the performer to play across four octaves, which makes for a distinctive full sound. Huh. Sounds kind of weird. Well, perhaps an initial unfamiliarity with the instrument would generate such a feeling in the newcomer, but I have a strong feeling that the auto harp will be the next accordion of rock. Uh, well... No, thanks. I don't think I'm interested. Oh. Uh, I do also play accordion. Really? Say, now that would give this band a distinct, unique sound that could really set them apart. Fig, you got yourself a job. Now, just meet me at the address on this card in one day. You mean tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow. Come early. Meanwhile, on the other side of the planet, minds more devious, more dastardly than you or I could possibly comprehend were holding a clandestine meeting to organize how they were going to divide and conquer the world. Blitzkrieg Man, Captain Killo, Seam Ripper, Dark Bucky, Bizarro Monkey Boy, I'm pleased that you all could make it out to my secret private Eastern European lair. Stifle your melodramatics, Dr. Nightmare. Tell us why you have gathered us here. I suppose you are all wondering why I gathered you all here. Cut to the chase, Nightmare! Me agree with Dark Bucky. Bizarro Monkey Boy, wait for no man. Enough. I will tell you why you are here. Evan, bring me the box marked. Yes, sir. Here you are, sir. Thank you, Evan. What is this only question, tomfoolery? Did you bring us here merely to wash your effeminate seventh boy face your secret boxes? Ah, Blitzkrieg man, you impetuous nincompoop. 
The object of significance is not the box itself, but rather what lies therein. What is that? It looks like a gun! Oh, it's a gun, gentlemen, but so much more. Allow me to demonstrate. Evan, please pick up the one remaining biscuit from the Lazy Susan. If you would, walk approximately 300 feet away and hold the biscuit over your head. Yes, sir. That's perfect, Evan. Hold very still. I'm going to fire. Holy Hitler! You've disintegrated Evan! <laughs> and half of your castle! <laughs> and the bizarro monkey boys left. <laughs> oh, Meanwhile, in his quaint Manhattan apartment, architect Curtis Hambones romances his lady love, interior designer Debbie Duncan. Come on, Debbie, let's do it! Curtis, you know how uncomfortable I get work working in really tight areas. You didn't have a problem doing it in your office. My office is much bigger than your bedroom. Criminity! How much space do you need? Someone in your occupation should know that it takes a lot of space to redecorate and refurnish a room. Yeah, well, whatever. I'm going to watch TV. Thank you for that wonderful reel of football bloopers, Brock. And now to our foreign correspondent, Cyril Spoons, for an interesting report on child abuse and mysterious explosions. Thanks very much, Grant. Sex and violence have played an important role in the pleasant Austrian town of Bibi for eons. But sadly, through lots of violence and not so much sex, events have taken a dramatic turn for the worse. Two days ago, a group of supervillains calling themselves the Evil Brotherhood of Fiends and Latter-day Antiheroes took BB by storm, infiltrating the town parliament, winning over the voters, and destroying numerous important buildings and people. Change the channel. The news is so depressing. No, wait. This is important. Although the Brotherhood observed a substantial gain in the residents' of BB's public support yesterday, they decided to flee, like fury and lightning, as one villain put it, and like hell, as another put it. To add confusion and mayhem to divert their escape, they gathered all the furniture in town, dragged it into the center square, and rearranged it. My goodness! Those dirty bastards! The local police force searched what has been known to be the secret private Eastern European lair of the sinister Dr. Nightmare, only to find a pile of rubble and one very tasty biscuit. And we are also to understand that merely a month before this incident, a child was abused and dis in, a in a decidedly sexual and violent way. Thank you, Cyril, for that moving story. Oh, and they told me that their weapon of destruction is called the Little Lord Fontal Ray. Oh, and that they were going to Manhattan next. Thank you, Cyril. And now, with a special report on sex and violence on the weather map in the 90s, here's meteorologist Jerry. I don't believe it. My old arch nemesis, Dr. Nightmare, has gathered up a team of evil lackeys to dominate the world. Oh, Curtis, you've got to go out and stop him. I... I can't, Debbie. I gave up my crime-fighting identity. What? You threw your straight-edge costume away? Yes, I did, Debbie. Villains were simply not intimidated by a man with the amazing ability to draw straight lines without even looking at the paper. Well, I'll make a new costume for you out of those extra curtains I have lying around. They'll recognize my name. I'll be a laughing stock. Here you are. You're lucky I can sew so fast. Debbie, you're brilliant. I'll call myself The Curtain. 
What a strong, powerful-sounding name. Let's find those creeps. I'll put an end to their shenanigans. Two hours later, at the World Trade Center, the evil Brotherhood of Fiends and Latter-day Arch heroes, anti-heroes, are attacking street vendors and playing havoc with world trade in general. Dr. Nightmare, it's time to end your crime spree. It's curtains for you and your henchmen. Who is this guy? I am the curtain, and I dare any of you to step across this line. Why? He's drawing a perfectly straight line. He didn't say sidewalk. Me recognize him. He's straight edge man. So you thought to deceive us. Think again, curtain boy. Kill him, men. Gulp. Will the evil brotherhood drop the curtain on the curtain? Will Cyril Spoons win a regional Emmy for his foreign coverage? Will Debbie appear nude in a future episode? Tune into The Curtain next week when you will hear Brock say... Oops, there go Joe Montana's pants. Curtain, what? Welcome to Quonset Hub Pizza. Oh, it's you, Adrian. At ease. Thanks, General Ophelia. Your usual table? Not tonight, General. I have a new band. I'm going to have signed the contract right here. In that case, do you want me to lay on some of the special stuff? I don't think that'll be necessary. You're all dumb as yardbirds. Why don't you take the table next to the picture of Irving Swifty Lazar? My favorite. You know, when I was a young, ambitious kid, I used to aspire to a nickname like that. But the best thing anyone ever called me was Creamy. Yeah, I know. I used to call me Jenny back in Officer's Canada School. Well, have a seat. I'll send you next uh, future band over there when I get there. Thanks, General Failure. Now to get back to reading Drive A. Welcome to Quartzite Pizza. I'm Johnny Angelo. I'm looking for Adrian Creamsicle. He's signing me to a big contract. Uh, well, Private Angelo, that's not how we do things here at Quartzite Pizza. I'm looking for Adrian Creamsicle, sir. Oh, are you part of the band, too? Why, you... Drop it, give me 50! Never mind, I'll see him right over there. Thanks for your help. Mr. Creamsicle, I'm ready to sign the contract. Uh, we have to wait for the other band members to get here. How much of a percentage of overseas t-shirt sales am I getting? What? Oh, this big! Uh, hi there, Mr. Creamsicle. Uh, I'm sorry I'm late, but you know how you told me what this place looked like? Well, I was across town where they were putting in a new water main. Ah, that explains why you're dripping. Yeah, can I get some napkins? Uh, the general charges for napkins. Anyway, Johnny Angelo, I want you to meet Fig. The addition of our third member, we're going to become the greatest band since, uh... What, what, what? Uh, I was about to name a better band than that, but that's okay, I guess. No, I, I was talking about myself. Enough of that. Let's talk about me. Ah, this gunner, a guitarist. What are you doing on the floor? Fifty. Get up. The general doesn't mean it, usually. Okay, now, Gunner, meet Fig and Johnny Angelo. Fig, meet Johnny Angelo and Gunner. Johnny Angelo, meet Fig and Gunner. And all of you, meet me. Uh, hey, hey, please make your clothes. Nice Pleasure to meet you. Very nice. Very Charmed, nice I'm sure. Uh, waitress, could I have well, a uh, check, now, please? Let's get down to business. If you look over this contract, I think you'll find it's more than fair. I still want to know about overseas t-shirt sales. Do I get a slice of the Hong Kong market? Uh, we don't sell very well in Hong Kong. Uh, too many bootlegs. Do I get a slice of the bootlegs? Uh, no. 
Anyway, what's this on page four? A what? I think that's coffee. No, I meant this about us having to play yearly gigs at the Sultan's Palace in Brunei. Don't look at it as having to play there. Look at it as getting to play there. Brunei has the highest GDP per capita of any country in the world. Do I get a slice of the t-shirts there? The t-shirts don't sell too well there either. I, the population's only 28 or something like that, and they'll either wear those white things they wear in the Middle East or those black things that they wear in the Middle East. Wait, isn't Brunei near Malaysia? Is it? Uh, maybe I'm thinking of Bahrain. <coughs> if it's near Malaysia, there's probably a lot of bootlegs there, too. Yeah, they have to wear those because of all the snakes. Contract looks okay to me. I'll sign. Not if I sign it first. Johnny, you just signed the placemat. What's with you? I just want to be the first on the contract, but when a copy of it is hanging in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Besides, it's alphabetical order. Okay, go ahead then. G E L Oh, I'm next. Hey, I'm next. My name starts with a net. Oh, really? I thought it started with a PH. No, I'm not bouncing around the room. Ah, uh, too bad. We could be huge in frats. Now I'm next. Whoops. Gunner, that door's floor is dirty. Thanks. Whoops, uh, no problem. I'll pick it up. No problem. I'll get it. Let's see. Do I just sign on the purple dotted line? Purple dotted line? Let's see. 15%. That was one expensive pizza. This wasn't my mom's credit card. Gotta carry the one. Is this the right expiration date? Expiration date? Let me see that. This isn't the contract. This is a credit card slip. I thought it was a little strange. We were only going to be earning eight seventy-three. So, what happened to the contract? That guy has it. What? Who? The guy who looks like a young version of Fred McMurray. Hold it! Don't sign that contract! Hmm? Oh, sorry. Were you talking to me? I think we have your credit card slip. My credit card slip? So then what's this I just signed? You just signed it? Oh, no! Great. We have Fred McMurray in our band. No, Fred James. Look at this contract. Not only are there four people in the band, but I don't... Wait a minute, this dollar amount here isn't... Yeah, I added a tip. Well, it's not that noticeable. I think we'll make it past the accounting department. Attention! Sit down, you guys. Adrian, I need your help. My jukebox just crashed. I had to abort a song. I even retried and it didn't work. This is a problem too big to ignore. We're a band. What do you say we play live, guys? Yeah! And take the stage, man. Make your country proud. All right. Hello, Quonset Hut Pizza. We are... Uh... The Complacents. The Complacents? Yeah, it fits the band perfectly. Let's rock. One, two, three... Wait, we don't have any instruments. Instruments? Hey, what about these water glasses that are conveniently up here on this table, filled to varying heights with water? See, the ones with a lot of water make the low notes, and the ones with just a little water make the high notes. Great idea. Hey, this water glass is shaped like a guitar. And this water glass is shaped like a drum. All right, now let's rock. But One. Wh what are we going to do? Come on, guys. It's as easy as pie. I'll add in the bass line. I'll throw in the melody. 
I'll kick out the drum beat. We'll all sing together in perfect harmony. In the jungle, throwing spears at the wild boars. I was on the farm, slopping pigs and doing chores. I was in the city, trying to fly a lead balloon. I was doing a placemat maze in perfect harmony. The band now plays a happy tune, but they will face some trouble soon. In the next episode of The Complacence, it's Adrian Creamsicle in a race against time. We got time. three hours to get a demo tape on the desk of Flaming Highway Records, President Arturo, or I'm out of a job. Meanwhile, a hurricane threatens Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, give me some plywood so we can cover the windows of this grain silo. And Fig finds himself in a pickle. Those Egyptians stole my ruby ring! So tune in again in 167 hours where you'll hear laughs. <laughs> Adventure! <laughs> and music! My in-laws are outlaws are serving me coleslaw Laced with crack cocaine Murph is sad in his law Marriages have some flaws When they come to your town, make sure you catch The Complacence. Back now in the present. Here's what's actually coming up on the next episode. Well, as it turns out, Fig's ruby ring really has been stolen, and an action-packed adventure follows. Until next time, this has been The Complacence Podcast. This is Mr. Announcer speaking.